Join me, Professor RPG, as I sit down with friends, colleagues, and special guests as we reminisce and discuss role-playing games that left their mark on us. Expect to see all sorts, from western style to Japanese and even tabletop. So stay a while and listen, and let us trigger those memories of tales long since completed. Relive that fantasy you hold dear, and come along with us, adventurer, on this quest into the past. Welcome to the RPG University. Dear members of the Silver Elite, in this update, we present another piece of Sephiroth trivia, the secrets to his beautiful long hair. The hair products he uses are of the highest grade, made and supplied by the Shinra Company. He seems to use one whole bottle of both shampoo and conditioner every time he washes his hair. They are scented with 13 kinds of perfume, including rose and vanilla. Apparently, the scent in the air after Sephiroth tosses his hair changes daily. Class is in session, and today, to celebrate the imminent release of Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion, we are heading from Gungaga to Benora to enjoy some dumb apples. As always, I am your host, Scott White, also known as Professor RPG, and this week I have the pleasure of welcoming back to the university Twitch streamer, content creator, and square partner, Comey. To cry with me about Zach Fair. How's it going, Comey? It's going good. I know. Super exciting. Crisis Core, you recently finished a playthrough of the original PSP one, and now you're about to jump right into Reunion. Very exciting. Yeah. Yep. I, um, OG Crisis Core has been my favorite Final Fantasy title of all time. Um, and when I heard that Reunion was coming out, I immediately had to go back and play it again for the billionth time just to re-experience it and mentally prepare myself oh gotta do it gotta do it but before we jump into uh crisis core just some more information as always so the original playstation portable release yes it released back on the umd it released on in japan on september 13th 2007 it made its way across to the west releasing in North America on March 25th of 2008, Australia on June 19th, 2008, and Europe on June 20th, 2008. As of recording, uh, Crisis Core Reunion will be releasing next week um, on December 13th, 2022. But just to kind of get your mind, listener, back into the age of when this game released initially, here's some other games you might have found yourself playing that year in 2008. Fallout 3 released that year, along with Grand Theft Auto 4 and Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots. Persona 4 released, giving us Teddy. Left 4 Dead. Dead Space. Fable 2. Pokemon Platinum. Valkyria Chronicles. Little Big Planet. Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Mario Kart Wii. And WoW, Wrath of the Lich King. Now, Komi, did any of these games uh, get your attention as well back in 2008? Um... Back in 2008, uh, I played Persona 4 Golden, which I think released after. Yeah. So I don't think that one quite got me at the time, but I am a big Persona 4 fan. Um, Pokemon Platinum uh, was one of the games that uh, it kind of got me. Gen mm -hmm. 4 started to lose me in the Pokemon franchise. Um, but Mario Kart Wii, that, that was my game. Oh, I, yeah. I played Mario Kart Wii all the time. I kicked my parents' butts. <laughs> <laughs> Came with that sweet racing, like, plastic controller shell for your Wiimote. Yeah, so you felt like you actually got to drive because it was, like, motion control. Mm -hmm. That was such a big deal. I worked at a uh, a video store at the time, and we rented out those controllers and things, and it's like, oh, man, people, people love those dinky plastic shells. Mm -hmm. um, they were great good times good times though yeah lots of lots of fourth games um lots of big fourth games with persona metal gear and grand theft auto all that year but mm -hmm. and left and the original left for dead it was a very busy year in addition to of course crisis core which we're about to talk about so Comey, oh boy were you into like were you big into the final fantasy pantheon of games back when crisis core originally released or did you jump onto the the Zach Fair bandwagon later on. Like, give us your um, history of your Crisis Core journey. 
It's actually a really funny story. I got Crisis Core by complete chance. Um, I wasn't a really, really big Final Fantasy fan back in 2007. I don't think mm -hmm. I really jumped into the Final Fantasy franchise until 13 came out. Um, mm -hmm. But <laughs> uh, I'd played 7 um, when it was on the PS1. Um, it's like one of those like childhood games that I vaguely remember playing, but I don't know if I ever actually like beat it when I was a little kid because, mm -hmm. you know, complicated, um, not fully open world, but like explorative, like RPGs, um, lost child me back in the day. Yeah. But I happened to get a PSP, um, because as you know, I'm also a big Kingdom Hearts fan. Um, that's also my life's calling. Um, so I got a PSP for Christmas one year because Birth by Sleep was slated to come out for the PSP, and I needed a PSP to play Birth by Sleep. Um, the year that I got my PSP, my sister for Christmas bought me Crisis Core for the PSP as a game to go with my new system um, because she thought I would like it because I liked anime and, yeah. you know, it just seemed like something that would fit. Um, it's pretty damn like, anime. Yeah. And I, I looked at it and I remember looking at it like Final Fantasy seven. Wait a minute. Who, who's this on the cover? Um, and I, I played it. I fell in love with it. Um, and it, it changed my life and it's been my favorite Final Fantasy title ever since. And nothing has been able to knock it out of first place. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I remember this was such a big deal, like, that this game was coming out back then. And the fact that it was coming out on PSP, it was so much hoopla around it. It, um, I didn't end up getting it for a while. Uh, I got it used later on, but I, had, I remember playing it. And, yeah, it was just, I mean, back at the time, seeing all the environments going from which really at the time we had only had I think Christ or I think Dirge was out already. I think Dirge yeah. had come Dirge, out already. Dirge of Cerberus came out before Crisis Core did. But in the timeline. Yeah. But seeing all the locations, like so many of the locations like Shinra headquarters and everything in a much higher detail than previously all we had seen was from the original Final Fantasy 7 on PlayStation. Mm -hmm. Seeing all of it in far greater detail was just was so cool, and getting to experience and really get to know Zach, who we get little sprinkles of, and we get little idea of who he is in the original game. But this game blows blows the doors wide open, right. and oh, Zach is a treasure. Oh, Zach is such a treasure. <laughs> just, what a good protagonist. He honestly. is. He. He's a bit too pro Shinra. Uh, I I would love if Zach looked a bit deeper into the corporate, uh, her horrible atrocities that they commit. But you know, Zach's an innocent boy. He doesn't mm -hmm. he doesn't see that. But yeah, it was Zach's fantastic. It's Zach the puppy. Yeah, hands down, hands down. <laughs> so you mentioned that this is your favorite Final Fantasy entry. Nothing's been able to knock it down what about this game spoke to you so much like what about it sets it on that high pedestal for you um i think part of it has to do with probably the fact that before crisis core my only really experience to the final fantasy series was final fantasy one and final fantasy seven mm -hmm. um so i already had a small connection to final fantasy seven um that it just kind of clicked a little more with me but um how deep how deep into like not really like i guess big spoiler territory but as deep as you want to go i mean oh, okay yeah um this is the the potential spoiler warning um i really like one of my favorite things about crisis core besides zach fair is how we kind of get a look at sephiroth before his life becomes like 
utter chaos and shit and everything mm -hmm. he knows is a lie. Um, I really like seeing the more humanized, I guess, is the way I want to put it. Um, Smiling. Like, like, happier version of Sephiroth and seeing him as, like, you know, because you he's our antagonist of Final Fantasy VII and you have to, like, you know, go against him and defeat him. But seeing him, you know, being that soldier first class that everyone admired and looked up to mm -hmm. like zach looked up to him cloud looked up to him um and like seeing him as that hero figure and learning about why he was a hero and learning more about the downfall of that hero um was just really interesting to me um and it's also exploring more into characters like you know cloud before the events of seven um Sung is another big, you know, I'm a big fan of him too. So mm -hmm. seeing seeing characters like from Seven that you get to see a little more background on. Um, yeah. Started to tie it together more for me. It, it Yeah, I like seeing that. Just the idea that Sephiroth had like friends. Like with yeah. Angel and Genesis, just like them sparring and like shooting the shit and everything. Mm -hmm. it it humanized this character that all we had known was him being this homicidal maniac right uber powerful untouchable nigh godhood like being where this really humanized the character mm -hmm. and it's like yeah he just likes hanging out with his friends too he's <laughs> he's a you know hero but he also has people that he cares about um you know when um angeal decides to you know mm -hmm. go do his own thing and shinra's like hey we need to find this guy and like put an end to him so you see sephiroth trying to go against shinra to protect his friends because he mm -hmm. cares about his friends and he wants to be the first to find angeal and maybe bring angeal back um same for for genesis and then kind of ropes zach into that because he knows zach also cares mm -hmm. um and it's it's seeing that softer side of him that i really like but i also really just like zach fair so oh yeah <laughs> it's in seeing his transformation also i always in replaying it so full disclosure i reviewed playthrough and reviewed reunion crisis core reunion for rpg site my reviews available so it, being able to replay this game and from a different mindset i mean this game's almost 15 years old for for us mm -hmm. and just approaching it from a different development standpoint just in places in my life compared to let's see I was 19 at the time versus going on 35 next year it's I seeing him grow up and kind of like one of the first ways you see Zach just utterly excited that he's going on a mission and he might like be the director's coming like Lazard's going to see like if he might be ready for soldier first class and like bouncing around very jovial and excited and he never loses quite that but at the same time later on you eventually see him being more of the mentor figure and developing as a character and growing along with it i i really appreciate it. and i think i appreciate more now having replayed it than i really appreciated or really noticed back when i initially played it and i and i liked it yeah, I think Zach has a really, really good um, character growth journey that a lot of people tend to, mm -hmm. um, like, brush past. Um, I see a lot of people, you know, show some some dislike for Zach that mm -hmm. that's fine. If you, you know, if you don't like a character, that's totally cool. Um, it's when you kind of brush past the fact that Zach actually has a lot of character development throughout the game. Yeah. that I kind of wonder where your distaste comes from because people say that he's a super flat character. And yeah, Zach has a lot of really cliche moments. He wants to be a hero. He has to always be the good guy. He has to always do the mm -hmm. right thing. 
but he is a cocky second class soldier who wants to make first his dream is to be a hero and the game and life just throws so much stuff like his way that he starts to learn how hard life can be and there's a part where he just starts to learn that like Shinra's not everything that he thought it was um and what really stands out to me is right before the like time skip when he's giving his speech and like telling all the infantrymen like hey you want to be in soldier like you know keep your dreams and honor and and he's giving them all this pep talk to flash forward to Nibelheim and he's warning Cloud saying that like soldiers a den of monsters and don't mm -hmm. go in like that's when you start to realize Zack's grown up and Zack has realized that everything's not as happy-go-lucky as he thought it was um and he starts to take things a lot more seriously um he's still happy and jovial and you know does his best to put a smile on but he has a serious moments too oh yeah and it's See, yeah, seeing that transformation, I noticed it so much more now. And I'm curious, what was it about? I don't know if you remember, like, but what really grabbed you about this when you initially played it? I know you mentioned you didn't have too much experience with Final Fantasy series. Like, you had dabbled with one, and then you had memories of playing through the original uh, back in the day. But, like, what... Was it the story? Was it the gameplay? Like, what What's what was the magic sauce, or what is the magic sauce that just, that Crisis Core just grabs onto you with? Oh, that's tough, because honestly, I don't remember what part of it really pulled me in. Um, and, like, I think right now, like, since I just replayed the mm -hmm. game, if I were to, like, it's hard for me to pick a moment where it's like, yep, this is the game and this is why it's my favorite. Um, it's really hard to decide. And part of it's probably nostalgia right now because the game has just been in my life for so long mm -hmm. that like replaying it always brings me joy. Um, so seeing Reunion brings me a lot of joy because <laughs> holy crap, I'm getting one of my favorite games on like a new generation finally after 15 years. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't really know. Um, I would say if I had to pick one particular moment, it is uh, probably when they start making their way towards Modeoheim and Cloud shows up for the first time. Mm -hmm. um, and you start to see that friendship bloom between Zack and Cloud. Me? And Gaga. <laughs> me gongaga classic Absolutely. um <laughs> uh and i think the 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 drastic turn the story takes in that chapter is what's gonna really really pull everyone in yeah it's that is that trip to modanaheim really is where the the kitty wheels so to say come off of this game mm -hmm. narr narratives narrative wise all oh. the build-up and all the setup finally, like, hits its mark. Yeah. Um, and it and it does not let up. <laughs> it does not let up for an instant. Now, taking a brief side, side path, we're going on a side mission here. Okay. What's your opinion on what they're doing with Final Fantasy VII Remake? With, obviously, there's Ooh. some Zack shenanigans... Yeah. <laughs> that go on. Ooh. What do you think about that? So, oh, man, I have a lot of mixed feelings about this. Um, <laughs> I know. I did not prepare you to be like, hey, we're also going to touch on the no, Final Fantasy VII remake. You didn't tell me we were going to touch on this. Um, so. Modulating phase. Boom. <laughs> Activating combat mode. Yeah. Um. So when... Remake came out. Um, I played through it thinking it was just gonna be 
the Midgard chapter of Final Fantasy VII, and that's what I was right? prepared for. What I wasn't prepared for was the finale of the game and the drastic turn that it took in the story. Um, and then the epilogue, when Zack first shows up, I have clips of it on my Twitch channel um, that my mods will never let me live down, of me seeing Zack and just, I just started bawling my eyes out. Like, I I was not prepared for it in the slightest. I had avoided spoilers because um, I didn't get the game on release because um, I was in Japan at the time, so I was waiting for my copy to arrive from international, like, Amazon shipping. Um, so I was, I was behind and I was avoiding spoilers and I was, I was not prepared for Zach to show up at the end. So I just started bawling my eyes out and then, uh, Intergrade released and there was even more Zach Fair content at the end of Intergrade that I was not prepared for. So I cried some more. Um, but I started thinking about how Zach's going to play into Rebirth. And um, I've seen some theories. I've made some theories of my own that like kind of follow along with it. Um, but I have a lot of mixed feelings about it. As much as I love Zach Fair, um, and he is probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite, pro tag. Um, a scenario where Zach lives while fangirl me would be like all over it. There's the other part of me that's like Zach's role in the the storyline of things he has to die mm -hmm. so i'm conflicted because i want zach to live but i also know that he shouldn't live because his death has meaning to the legacy of final fantasy 7. um so i don't know if rebirth's gonna do some weird like split diverging paths um, and it's two parallel timelines, or I, I, I don't know. But a part of me feels like I'm not prepared for what they're going to do with it either way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I'm just going to let it happen. Yeah, it's... I'm so intrigued because, like you mentioned, his passing is such an intrinsic part to narrative craziness that happened in the original game and obviously remake is not the original game and yada 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 but it's like mm -hmm. cloud basically adopts and imprints zach's persona minus his puppy and bubbly nature onto himself onto his yeah onto himself what, i just like what is a non-imprinted cloud like like it, that idea intrigues me mm -hmm. like who is he when Zack's still around? Right. And Because we kind of get a glimpse of that in yeah. Crisis Core. He's very... Um, he's much more innocent in Crisis Core yeah. when you first meet him. He's just this little country boy uh, who has dreams of becoming soldier because he looks up to Sephiroth. Mm -hmm. And he meets Zack. And he's, he's very shy. Um, but by the time you finally see him start to come out of his shell that's when the whole Nibelheim incident's happening and he's mm -hmm. kind of forced to do that and then we don't really get to see more of Cloud's personality until Final Fantasy 7 and whether it's the original or remake something happened that that whole shy innocent personality just changed for someone who doesn't really yeah. fully remember his own self like i guess it's it's weird right like i don't know what that would be like so seeing zach at the end of remake um carrying you know uh mako overdose cloud back towards mm -hmm. midgar you gotta think if that timeline continues what is that cloud gonna be like compared to the cloud that we've been playing the game as yeah it's so many questions and thankfully we don't we shouldn't have too too long before we get the the next the second of three entries but yeah i was just curious what you what you thought about it but your your thoughts were um i'm all over the place <laughs> yeah i 
yeah, it's I'm kind of in the same boat. At the same time, though, I'm a hundred percent in for a Cloud and Zack versus Sephiroth like super final fight at the end. Oh man, honestly, it would be two so Buster cool. Swords. Zack being like, "Hey, where'd you get that?" It's like, don't ask. Speaking of the Buster Sword, yeah, we get a bit. I'm gonna a lot I'm gonna put history. my own my own little thing in here. I'm yeah, steal your show for a second. Go ahead. Um, so you've been able to review the um reunion right um i've heard uh and i've seen that they have changed the buster sword yes is that just a like do you think is that just a a um like thing to kind of keep everything the same or do you think there's actually a significance to them changing the buster sword in reunion to be the silver lining instead of the gold lining that it was in the original crisis core I it's not just the silver. I think it's honestly just been done for consistency's sake. Okay, um, that's what I was wondering because, like, you know, people will theorize everything. Oh right. So as soon as they changed it from gold to silver, people were like, "What does that mean, huh? Is this part of the alternate timeline?" And I was like, "I think it's just a consistency thing," but I don't know. Yeah, I I'm I'm fairly because when I was playing through, I was keeping my eyes open for any little nod or indicator of what timeline is it is it in a timeline it's like i didn't find a stamp propaganda poster i didn't see anything like that so i really feel like the um the re well the the changing of the buster sword design is more just to keep everything consistent mm-hmm. okay Okay. As opposed to meaning anything, but who knows? I mean, this is with remake and everything. This, this, everything's just kind of wonky anyway. Um, but that is my personal opinion that it's just been updated for consistency's sake. Hi. But yeah, who knows? Because, I mean, even in the late. Because they updated the design of the Buster Sword in other, like, retelling or, like, re-renders of Zack's scene. Like, this isn't the first time they've updated or kind of adjusted the look from what it originally was in Crisis Core. That's true. So, if, like, it had been consistent for, like, with the gold and red filigree and all the much more... I feel like the current Buster Sword and what it's kind of become is much more of an industrial rough look where the redone version that you see rusted in uh, Advent Children and then you see in the original Crisis Core is much more of a artisan, Mm -hmm. very finely detailed and, and whatnot as opposed, and I think it's just progressively gotten more into that industrial look that the original art of the like the final fantasy 7 buster sword was so that's just my opinion gotcha i was just curious yeah (laughs) throw my own question out there oh no uh if you have any questions i'm happy to answer now one of the things i don't like the dm the dmw i don't you don't i don't oh why I think it's okay. There are aspects it's like I'm cool with. I think tying level ups to it are stupid. I don't like it. And I honestly think I would be less like against the digital mind wave, the DMV, as I call it, just because that's easier for me I to remember. I call it the DMV too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just easier. Um, but yeah, like the fact that. I know it's level like Zach level ups are random, not random because there's some hidden value, experience value in the background. Then if you make yes. the threshold, it's like I get that, but I I don't like so much intrinsic stuff being tied to just a random slot machine. I so didn't like it in the original, and yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Here's the thing about it is that. I don't mind it as much because Zach's levels 
only affect your base stats so much mm -hmm. whereas the focus of your stats actually goes into your materia and this is one of the things i was going to talk about in one of your like, yeah. later things was was the importance of materia and building materia um because a lot of people who have um like speed run the game or or have decided to like challenge themselves when you can get the curse ring at the very start of the game mm -hmm. which prevents the dmw from spinning you basically lock yourself into level six that doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things when you have materia that can boost your stats well 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 enough to make up for that difference so true i think it's a really interesting aspect because it's a new way to use limit breaks um and it's really cool to have all of zach's limit breaks be tied to his friends mm -hmm. so i wish i could slot in things that i would prefer like i wish much like materia or equipment let me slot in like five or six things that could potentially roll instead of everything like with those six slots or seven slots or whatever let me put in it's like okay i got bahamut i got odin i got ifrit i'm gonna slot those three in and then i'll use my remaining slots for sisney and jeel sephiroth and cloud like let me customize it a bit so i think mm -hmm. if i had a little control over some aspect of it i think i wouldn't mind it as much but like yeah i don't know it just it just always kind of rubbed me the wrong way um but yeah i don't know okay i mean i i get that it's it's interesting um mm -hmm. and i think there there's interesting aspects and in gameplay mechanics i think tying the like special like depending on what roles you get special bonuses or your material levels up or various things i think those can be kind of cool um but yeah it's out of all the random little trial or experimental systems square has implemented in previous games the the dmv is is on my lower list but it's fair that's fair i'd rather have the gambit system back from final fantasy 12 that <laughs> i haven't played that one yet oh can't compare them it's all good it's all good so one of the things you are for those for listeners that might not know Komi, you are a big Final Fantasy fourteen streamer and player as well. Mm hmm Can I just say yeah, yeah. I I would pay such good money to get a red mage transmog of Genesis outfit and weapon. Oh my god. And the yes. the red mage orb is just a dumb apple. Oh, that would be so cute. Can uh. I just say like I love his design and he basically is a red mage. And I just want his outfit for my Final Fantasy fourteen character as I've started yeah, to I dive think, into red mage. I think his nice, like, long sword would be a really, really cool red mage weapon. Right? It would be really cool. I thought you would... I, I knew you would appreciate I that. I would I appreciate like, that. Um, But yeah, I really... I want it to happen. I just... I want to do flippies and like genesis does flippies like he is he was a final fantasy 14 red mage before final fantasy 14 <laughs> existed yeah he did flippy dippies he did spinny twirlies he hurled spells he stabbed things it was great yeah i don't know genesis is a pretty good summoner too that is true he does like but like just summoners i summon i feel nothing. in seven are just item uses like i love summons yeah they're tied to materia i don't know how well genesis would do commanding summon monsters out like if he couldn't just hold a orb in the air and they appeared <laughs> true i don't think he would be a very good like pet owner no i don't think carby would listen to him yeah but maybe carby could change him you never know
No, he would have Carby from uh, Pandemonium. Oh, Proto Carby. Proto Carby. That's Genesis's yeah. Carby. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Yeah, hands down, it's got to be right. But what are you hoping most from reunion? Like, what are what are you uh, expecting reunion to be? I'm curious. Um, well, I I know a lot about the UI changes and just like a lot of quality of life upgrades. Mm-hmm. Um, you are free to answer this or not. It's up to you. Uh, mission maps. Um, there are a couple that are extremely frustrating to me, so I'm hoping that there might be some sort of changes to them. Um. Yeah, I don't know how the the layouts of the mission maps compare in the reunion version to the original. So there's one map in particular that immediately comes to mind. Mm-hmm. And every time I do a mission and the map pops up, I like groan externally. <laughs> it's the one that is, it's just a big square. It's like an open map. Um, there's no like. Oh, at the like, Chocobo Ranch? Pretty much. Um, sometimes it's Chocobo Ranch, no. sometimes it's just an open field. But, like, there's no... With most of the maps, um, you can kind of, like, skirt along the edges of the, the thing and mm-hmm. not trigger battles sometimes. You, like, can't do it in that map. And it gets really frustrating, mm-hmm. especially when you're on, like, a super hard mission that, you know, things might one-shot you. So you're trying to avoid those and just get straight to the last, like, battle. Um, so, I don't know. <laughs> I think it would be nice to see where like those sorts of like arena triggers are. I don't think that's gonna happen. Um but no, I just I hate that map with such a burning yeah. passion. Combat does feel a lot better. Like combat feels good. I'm I'll glad say to that. hear that. I really liked the combat of mm-hmm. of Crisis Court. For the PSP, um it was, you know, really nice. Uh, you know, attacking from behind gets you guaranteed crits and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But, like, it wasn't difficult to string good damage together. Yes. And, like, your materia was just, like, you know, a shift of your L1, R1 buttons. Um, and items were easily accessible. I, I honestly really liked the UI of it. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I'm just glad to see some quality of life improvements there. Um, it's amazing it's what having two more buttons and a second analog stick can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm because uh, I hear you can move the camera in battle. You can, and which is glorious. <laughs> Zach's basic attacks just always on a button now. Uh, you don't have to swap off of it. And oh really yeah you just hit because that's one of the things yep. is when you switch to your materia you would just switch back to your normal attack yeah so with reunion you press one of the trigger depending on what you're what system you're playing for but you basically press in mm-hmm. essence l2 i want to say it is and it just triggers sets you to your materia and then all your face buttons and then r1 and r2 materia they're just hotkeys and then you just let up off that switch and then you go back to using items your rolls your normal attack stuff like that awesome yes feels very good i like the sound of that feels very excited to try it out myself feels very good um yeah it's funny you ask that because just the other day when we were doing um the og Mm -hmm. playthrough on my stream i sat there and I listed a whole bunch of things that like I'm looking forward to in terms of I hope they change this and that mm-hmm. and I cannot recall a single one of them right now <laughs> um yeah it's funny how you put that pressure on someone and it just it just left my brain so um I'm sure there were other things oh. that I was really excited for um I am very excited for everything to be fully voice acted Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that's probably one of the most exciting things for me is playing through the OG. Like I realized just how little voice acting there actually was. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and how much extra dialogue without voicing there was. So I'm really excited because they've done everything from my understanding, including all of the like side missions that have Yuffie voice acting oh, and yep. stuff like that. Yep. So I'm really, I'm really excited. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it's um, it's one of those games that really skirts and makes you question like, what is, at what point do you consider a game a remake versus a remaster? Right, because this is technically listed as a remaster. Yeah, but it's too pretty. Like it's too. That's yeah. That's the thing, and visually speaking like if you're looking at it from a visual standpoint it is 100 percent a remake but when you get to playing it especially kind of like level structure the side mission stuff like that structurally in the design methodology of so much still screams it's like ripped straight from psp so it's like at what point like what defines a remake versus a remaster and with this it's like i see both sides and i i don't know i think one of the things that i've seen on social media is people saying it's not a remake because nothing has changed but i think that's the mentality of seeing final fantasy 7 remake and seeing how different the story is and associating that with a remake instead of like you can remake a game and still have it be exactly the same as the original you can mm -hmm. still have a true story to the original and still have it be a remake without changing key elements of the story um so i don't know it there are moments that i've seen that like again like you said are ripped straight from the psp but have been enhanced and look better and then just the overall graphic overhaul is I feel like so much work went into it that it's really hard to call it a remaster because it's the same exact story, but it feels so much different. It, I 100% I, I agree. But like with when I meant methodology, it's like, I like, like areas are very barren. Like, maps are very small especially for side missions like so mm -hmm. much of it and that's not necessarily to its detriment it's just it it's such a late 2000s portable handheld experience methodology like <laughs> mentality and yeah that's what it is and when i think remake i would want i would think many of those things were addressed and i completely agree with you you can have a remake and not touch the story mm -hmm. i don't think that i think a lot of people would rather have a perfect remake where it's just pr super pretty and systems updated and everything but keep everything like the story the same but it's like okay the levels are it's just very strange and, and i i see both sides to the argument because i can completely understand and agree why people say this isn't a remaster it's a remake and at the same time, I can say, no, this is just a really good remaster. And I don't mm -hmm. know where that line, like, there's no defining line. It's like, okay, if you have to do this to be considered a remake, you have to do this to be considered a remaster. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think people use the terms interchangeably to begin with anyway. Because mm -hmm. when Final Fantasy VII Remake was announced, I mean, before we knew that it was like a completely new overhauled story, people were switching between remaster and remake like it was the same exact word so yeah. i agree it's really hard to like put a definitive like definition put a line between the two yeah and i think i think it wouldn't be an issue with people swapping if like you mentioned with final fantasy remake releasing if the moniker of remaster versus remake holds such varied implications to people with what they're getting with a product. I think they might use them interchangeably, but a, a remake will always, I think, be viewed higher or more prestigious than a remaster. Yeah. Because there's more of an expectation there. Um, right. 
like if people like if the if Square had labeled Final Fantasy Remake Final Fantasy VII Remaster as opposed to Remake, there would have been riots. I mean, they it was it it's wild to think, but people would have been up in arms. So why isn't this a remake or whatnot? Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, this is like this is more than yeah. I don't know. It, it I'm just this really skirts the line because it does vastly more to improve graphics than like it's a total rework of the graphics than compared to say final fantasy 8 remastered which updated the main character models and textures and things that feels like that's like definitive yeah that's remastered but this is like uh, yeah i just think it's like a really really good remaster (laughs) it it really is it looks beautiful. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I, I'm very excited to see your reaction to all the 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 redone summon animations and summon attacks. I think that's one of the things I'm most looking forward to because, like, they they were pretty mm-hmm. on on the PSP, but I feel like they're gonna look even prettier. I'm also really excited for the Junon Cannon fight. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably one of my most anticipated moments is the the trio of friends and their big sparring match on the Junon Cannon. Yeah, it's a little it's interesting how there are some scenes they've redone from the ground up and like re rendered out and redone, and then others it felt and looked like they just pulled it from the PSP pulled it from the PSP and kind of tried to upres it a bit. Is that one of them? Cuz I feel like I feel like the the scenes that were already like super high definition, like high res on the PSP would probably be the ones that might actually get the least attention in the remake. Um or the remaster. Yeah. But that that mixture was was an interesting to me. Hmm. But they're still good. I mean, visually th- th- some of the designs, especially like Zach's face, I think don't mesh as well, like pair as well from the old design that they kind of in those um, cinematics versus the new, more realistic looking Zach in detailed Zach in the, the new engine, but still great. They're still great. But what are you hoping? Like, if there was to be a a crisis core two or like a another <laughs> crisis core that tells another side or like another character story, who would you want like their to get their own crisis core game? I guess in Final Fantasy seven. Um, Genesis. I want everything from Genesis's perspective. Mm-hmm. that if I were to get another Crisis Core, I would want to see the same exact events from his side. Because mm-hmm. you you get a glimpse into his motives, and you finally do kind of understand what's going on in, you know, his side of the story. But, like, I want to see it. I want to feel it. I want to be emotionally attached to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His stuff is still so nebulous and kind of unknown. And with this being your favorite Final Fantasy, do you know what was ever decided, like, with the whole Gact thing? Like, why now? Like, any of the back Um, behind curtains stuff, why this can finally come out? So the rumor, the rumor behind it all was that Gact, Genesis Japanese voice actor, um... Genesis is based very, very heavily on him entirely, the way he looks, Mm -hmm. um, his voice, obviously. Um, And from my understanding, the rumor mill went around that Gact suddenly didn't want to be associated with that anymore, or there was some stuff going on with Gact that, like, Square Enix didn't want to, like, have that association anymore, Mm -hmm. that it was thrown out there 
and honestly, I don't think there was any truth behind it. I, I vaguely remember reading something that like completely like myth busted the whole thing that it was gapped that was stopping Square Enix from trying to do a remaster or a remake because um, he was threatening to sue them if they did. Um, but I, I remember reading that like none of that was actually really true. Huh. Um, and that there there wasn't really any real reason or meaning behind it. Um, from my understanding, Gap didn't come back to add any voice lines to Genesis. Um, so I'm kind of curious as to how the Japanese voice acting of the game plays out when they are reusing his lines, but obviously they've given Genesis more voice lines to work with if everything's being voiced now. Um, I I know nothing about how that actually yeah. played out um but from my understanding the whole issue surrounding gact and final fantasy 7 crisis core was just a rumor um that had no actual merit behind it okay because so. i yeah i thought like you still controlled because gack was like visually was based on his looks like he held his mm -hmm. and i thought that was a big held up but interesting Good to know. Yeah, because, I mean, that is that is it. And then people were saying that, like, he didn't want them to use his image for their character anymore. But I, I think that was all just rumor and speculation mm -hmm. that wound up being accepted as truth. Interesting. Yeah. Because a lot of people blamed Gact for mm -hmm. not getting any Crisis Core-like stuff again sooner. But I don't think a lot of that is true yeah i would love to know why they never put the like release this digitally like why was it only on umd yeah it was never digital and then it never i mean until now it never really got like a a port or a move to a different um system especially yeah. when the psp became obsolete like you had the Vita and the whole era of the PS Vita, and there was never any upgrade to that. Right. Um, despite it being, I mean, the handheld devices are way more popular in Japan than they are mm -hmm. worldwide. Um, I saw people, you know, on buses and trains with their, like, PlayStation portables and the Vita and DS and mm -hmm. Switch and stuff like that because they spend so much time on their public transports and it's easier that's why mobile games are really popular too mm -hmm. um but like it was surprising to me that crisis core never made it to the next gen uh ps vita because it just felt like it would have fit but you're right they yeah. never they never did anything with it which was sad yeah it was um but at least we have it now. Um, and it'll be super easy for everyone to get it because it'll be digitally. Um, I'm very anxious to see what the modding community does with this game. Like if you <laughs> lets you play as Genesis. Um, like swapping the model. Mod Genesis, no. yeah. The Genesis model instead of the Zack model. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's good stuff. It's a good game. It's a damn good game. But so this will be out everywhere. Um, people will be able to snag it. Um, it's forty nine ninety nine, so that's nice. It's not even a full price like fifty or, or sixty or seventy dollar game anymore. So that that's very exciting. Um, and even if you wanted to pick up a a used copy of the UMD, is that not that expensive either? Coming in like $15 for the UMD itself or $20 for complete. But if you want a brand new copy of, excuse me, Crisis Core, you're looking at easily over a hundred, but we'll say right. you've picked up a brand new copy of Crisis Core Reunion. Comey, what tips or advice would you give to brand new players of Crisis Core? Don't neglect your materia. That's like honestly the, the like number one. <laughs> um, like I was saying earlier, um, you could beat the game at the like lowest level possible if your materia is up to par. Um, 
you'll get access to materia fusion um where you can create stronger even better materia when you master your materia um most materia has like a secondary stat on it that um when you fuse it with another master materia those stat numbers combine for an even bigger number in one materia um so honestly paying attention to your materia and leveling up different materia um, can help you to max out your stats faster. Um, and then you can just be doing max damage on a normal hit because you have an attack plus attack up plus plus that sends your attack stat from like 30 to 150. Yeah. I'm speaking from experience. It just did that <laughs> in my new playthrough. <laughs> um, uh, so, I mean, I feel like materia is really important, at least in the OG. I would assume it's probably the same way in, in Reunion. Um, mm -hmm. So don't neglect your materia. Truth. Um, for me, um, yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. One other one was I also kind of mentioned earlier. Um, you can, if you ever feel like you don't want to run into encounters, for the most part, unless they've changed this, you can skirt around the edge of um, the maps and kind of like walk around the edges and never trigger battles because the trigger points are like when you step into the like threshold of a like arena space. I did not know that one. Good yeah. Know, so if you're on like a, if you're doing your missions and it says that that mission's going to be very hard and you think you can tackle the like main enemy at the end but you want to try and avoid some of the random encounters if you just walk yourself around the like perimeter of like the the map um you won't trigger the activating combat mode for the most part there were some maps where um the trigger was a little finicky and it was kind of hard to avoid them but mm -hmm. for the most part yeah you could skip a lot of the random encounters well that's cool yeah uh for my tip, it would be it's pretty easy to level up materia. So this is what I did. Uh, I went into the very first trading mission you do. It's one of the first things you do in the game. And mm -hmm. it's better after you've gained some levels or better stats. But I just defeated every enemy except the first or except the very last one. And then I just let my uh, system stay on. And then I would come back in a couple hours and all the material that I had equipped to Zack was mastered. And I would just do mm. that over and over. And gaining SP and leveling up materia and have that set overnight. It was great. So that's an easy way to uh, level up your materia. You won't really level and you don't have to necessarily worry about over leveling Zack because you still need a experience requirement prerequisite to level up. You'll just keep mastering materia, which will help with, as Comey said, your materia fusion. Yes. So that's how you get God tier materia. And as I'm talking about this, I just realized we talked nothing about Aerith and their beautiful relationship. Uh, how about one date? Yeah. So, so innocent. Such innocent. Oh, I love their. I, I will say, though, like after Zach. Broke out of the Shinra Manor, and and everything. He really could have just texted Aerith and Kunsel back. Honestly, the most frustrating thing in <laughs> in the end of the game <laughs> is the fact that people are sending him messages and he's getting them because you can read them. Yeah, and he doesn't doesn't reply. respond. I'm alive, like. You wouldn't believe the sh that just happened. Like, okay, not dead. Got captured. Stuck in a tank. How you yeah. been? <laughs> yeah, that that triggered me a bit. It's like just just respond. Give me a respond button. <sighs> mm, man, it's wild. I will say though, it gave me strangely butterfly feelings to see a incredibly good-looking late 2000s flip phone in Reunion. I See, I'm so glad. That was one of, like, I wanted <laughs> them to keep the old technology. Yes. Like, um, the flip phones. Um, the big in, computers with the not flip. I was like going to say, in monitors. Chapter 2, Sung has that, like, giant, like, yep. 
old ass 90s like computer monitor yeah with a white tower that just like all matches the monitor it's like oh i get i'm getting a strange amount of joy seeing this old technology as yeah it was was so good the flip flown and Uh. anyway Aerith and zach one true pair it's great text her more zach But we are on to perhaps one of my favorite aspects or parts of each episode. The monster or enemy of the week. Comey, you've had over an hour to decide what <laughs> what enemy or monster are you contributing to the arena this week. I still can't decide. I have two of them. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll go with my first one. I have to throw Minerva into the pit. Alrighty. What what about Minerva uh, do you love so much? I never beat her. I've done so much in Crisis Core <laughs> except beating Minerva. She is the game's super boss, um, for those who don't know. Um, and it is hard. Um, she has, like, the highest... HPM peoples and she just will destroy you Mm -hmm. um, very very quickly if you're not prepared at level uh, yeah at level 100 she has 10 million HP or 20 million (laughs) on hard with 1 million MP yeah oof yep Um, if you equip a Libra materia um, you actually, it doesn't work. It's pointless. Don't do it because her her stats and stuff are just so high, it, it breaks. It doesn't work. Wow. But yes, Minerva, crazy uh, super boss of Crisis Core, like I said, at level 100, she will have 10 million HP on hard. She will double that to 20 million HP. She has 1 million MP. Her attack value, her attack Match and magic and spirit and luck values are all maxed out at 255 with a 201 mm-hmm. vitality. She will net you 40,000 soldier points or SP when you beat her. Um, but unfortunately, you'll only get one experience point in one gill. She takes 50% damage to fire, ice, and lightning, and no damage to gravity attacks. She, you can steal 99 Phoenix Down potions from her, but she'll drop nothing. She has a number of different abilities, including Absolute Ward, Anti-Magic, Anti-Material, Blessing Light, Crimson Flare, Flash Slash, Judgment Arrow, Krista, Photon, Photon Feather, yeah. Thor's Hammer, and Ultima. Oof. She's a doozy. She is a, she is a doozy. Um, you get to see her, too, in the story. Yeah, you do. For a little bit, briefly. Yeah. But that is Minerva, the secret boss, special boss, super tough boss. What is it? Mission 966? Yep. Yeah. The reigning deity is the name of the mm-hmm. mission. Hold on to your butts. That is going to do it for another episode of Crisis Core. Comey, thank you so much for coming on and nerding out with me about Zach and all this of wonderful course. goodness. Oh, thank you for inviting me. As soon as you asked, it was like, Crisis Core, count me in. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I've lurked and been watching some of your PSP playthrough and I was like, oh, well, this just makes sense. I, and mm-hmm. I know after talking about the um, Kingdom Hearts Marathon and charity stuff, uh, with the charity braves last time i wanted to have you on for your own proper episode so so glad you were able to come on at a relatively short notice so i do very much appreciate it it's always wonderful talking to you um but i know you have your own crisis core reunion stream to start getting ready for so we'll keep this ending short where can people find you online what do you have cooking go ahead and plug away your stuff oh gosh uh you can find me on twitch at twitch.tv slash paupukomi. I stream um, most nights, except for Thursdays and Fridays. Um, a bunch of variety stuff. We'll be playing the new Crisis Core. Um, I play lots of Final Fantasy XIV. We're currently in the midst of Harvestella and some other fun variety RPG games. Um, and you can also catch me on Twitter at paupukomi. 
definitely give Comey a follow. Her stuff is fantastic. And she's just a fantastic human being. So, double. So are you. Oh, thank you. Double the awesomeness. And real quick, Comey, do you think we're going to see Final Fantasy VII Rebirth at the Game Awards tomorrow? Ooh, I hope so. I sure hope so. I'm, uh, I would be very excited for it, but I also think a lot of focus is going to be put on Final Fantasy 16 right now. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't because they focused on the, the one that's coming out first. <laughs> true, true. But who knows? Maybe out of a dark screen, we'll see Zach's boots and Zach's gorgeous black hair. But we'll have to see. But thank you to each and every one of you who's listened today. Be sure to rate and review us on your preferred podcast service, as I'd really appreciate it. If you have an RPG you would like us to feature on an episode, tweet at underscore RPG University with the hashtag RPGU with your suggestion. Or you can share your own favorite RPGs and memories directly with me on Twitter at ProfessorRPG. As always, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy, be kind to one another. Class dismissed. Hitomino